Hello and welcome to a conversation. We are going to discuss today how to move forward or what moving forward looks like in regards to racial ethnic reconciliation. Talking to two good friends, Charlie Foltz, who is a, uh, a well-known face to many of you, and Michael Brown, who is a newer friend for me, good friend of Charlie, and has a lot to teach us. Uh, Mike, I'm wondering uh, if you could just share with us a little bit about your restaurant, Tank's Pizza. Congratulations on what I hear, the best calzone in the city. Uh, tell us a little bit about your place, man. So uh, Tank's Pizza, uh, been in business since 2011. Uh, uh, I pretty much love exactly what I get up and I do every day. Uh, all original, um, all original ingredients, all original uh, toppings. Um, I enjoy getting up, coming to work, being in the community, showing my face to people in the community. Um, and making pizza, yeah. you know. Well, the, a lot of people enjoy you making pizza, man. Yes, and sir. I'm just going to put in a plug. If you haven't been to Tank's Pizzas, take mm -hmm. time to go right there on New Braunfels and what's across the street? Hayes. Hayes. New Braunfels mm -hmm. and Hayes. You won't miss it, and you won't want to miss it. And as far as the calzones, uh, we're different. We're a lot different from anybody in San Antonio. Customers' reviews represent that. All so right. if you come to Tank's Pizza... Uh, and you haven't had a calzone, or if you haven't had a good one in a while, come check us out. We'll take care of that for you. There we go. Now, one thing that impresses me about you, Mike, is not just your pizza place or your calzone making ability, but it's also when I heard you talking about being a father and taking pride in that, but mm. also in your hard work as a small business owner uh, as compared to other possibilities you had growing up, man. Mm. Uh, why are those things important for you, just being a father and a husband, obviously, but also just an excellent small business owner? So as far as being a father, man, I'm, I mean, that's, that's, that's my absolute number one goal in life that I cannot, uh, uh, that I can't state like the importance in. Uh, I, I was raised without a father. I, I never met my father. So at a very young age, I told myself, man, when I get older, like, and I have kids, I'm going to be the best father that I could possibly be. So with that, you know, the business ties in mm. because that's just another aspect of showing the kids that, you know, um, for one, hard work. If you work hard enough and you do what you're supposed to do and you stay, you know, to your morals, that um, you can be successful in life. Hmm. Um, and with them seeing me going to work every day, enjoying what I do at work, because I think that's a huge part of owning a business or just working in period. If you have something that you have passion for hmm. and you enjoy doing, then it almost makes it to where it's not a job. You know, I, I go to work every day, have fun, get to meet, you know, wonderful people like Charlie, you know, just being straight up <laughs> that I probably would have never met, right. you know, without owning a business. I meet so many different people that I, I probably would have never even had a, a conversation with. Um, just shows my kids that, man, you know, uh, this is something that I would like to do or this is something that isn't out of the imagination of, 
being able or, or being capable of, of, of getting done. Man, that's phenomenal. And you are passionate about family and pizza, but you're mm. also passionate about relationship. Oh, and sure. both of you all are passionate about this conversation, what it means for people to understand the priority of uh, racial reconciliation, ethnic res reconciliation. And why is this an important conversation for people uh, to not only listen to, but to participate in? Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's a extremely important conversation because um, like the status of how everything is right now, mm. you know, like I feel like I feel like everything is so divided, you know, in, in, in particular, like to race right at this moment, you know, and, and not to say that it hasn't been, uh, of course, you know, in, 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 the, in, the, in the world we live in, you know, in, in, in past years, but I, I think there's just so much of a media focus on it mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with, 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 with regular media and social media being so uh, prominent in today's everyday, you know, it's just highly focused on. And sometimes I believe, you know, it, it's, it's almost like targeted, mm. you know, to, 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 to clash, mm. like, you know, to provide that, that the fuel behind that divide, you know, when in situations that I am involved in every day, coming from, you know, a black man's per, um, um, perspective, and being involved with good friends, you know, of a few of them that I have that are white men, it doesn't have to be like that. Hmm. But I think it's kind of set up in a way to where um, controversy sells. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. So it's 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 like added fuel to divide instead of you know, combine. And, and we can settle. We don't have to settle for that. We can move mm -hmm. to better. And, oh, for sure. And Charlie, why is it a passion for you? What would you add to what Mike said? Well, you know, obviously it's very a hot topic right now, but <laughs> it's not a new topic. No. Um, maybe new to some. Um, you know, if you look at the, at the Bible, you look at Jesus. I mean, he was sitting down at a well with a Samaritan woman. Right. Um, he uses the example when asked, well, who is my neighbor? The story of the Good Samaritan. So racial reconciliation has always been at the heart of God and always been at the heart of Jesus. And through conversation, especially with the Samaritan woman, he looks to initiate conversation to have transformation to occur, to have racial rec reconciliation to happen. Mm. And so I think that for me, uh, as I look to follow follow Jesus, you, you would follow that example. And if it's at his heart, then for sure it should be at our heart as well. And I think it's not so much like mm. um, necessarily for anybody's sake, but maybe even our own selfishly, right? Because as I've gotten uh, closer to Mike and grown in my friendships in this community, it's I who I feel like have grown the most mm. um, and I who have learned the most. And so I think sometimes we can come in thinking, you know, that we're in one position, but really we're truly in another. And it's those that we think that we need to help um, that are really put in our lives to help us. And, and so for me, uh, this is such an important conversation because I have so much to grow and to learn um, as a white man um, and just to, to become um, not so much classified as a white man any longer. 
but that we are classified no longer as white men or a black man, but as brothers, mm. you know, as brothers and sisters, as God's children. And to, to see the image of God in one another, I don't think that can happen unless we start to see one another through conversation, through, you know, being in proximity and presence to one another. So I feel like it's, it's a vital conversation just for us to experience what God has for us to experience. Mm. One thing I appreciate about you, Charlie, in many areas is your humility and the way you articulate your need to grow uh, and your need to learn. Uh, And then, Mike, your agreement in that. It it reminds me of of the danger of distance that I've heard you all talk about before uh, and how the distance of relationship actually hinders our understanding of the dignity of the other person. But it also uh, takes me to what you have said about blind spots. We are not even aware of the blind spots that we have in how we see and understand people. Uh, What are things that have contributed to your blind spots that you are learning about uh, and that you've discovered in the process of relationship with one another uh, and that what other people might not see in their own lives? Mm -hmm. Um, I I think... uh, like to, to kind of piggyback off of what Charles just said, mm-hmm. um, that like I, I've 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 had to recognize and 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 um, and and just like realize within myself um, is that uh, like I didn't trust white men, and at one point in time and before actually getting into different relationships, um, which. Charles is by far one of my closest relationships with a white man. Um, I just didn't, I didn't know why. Mm. Like, it was kind of just built in because of past relationships with my grandparents, Mm. you know, um, older people in my family, whatever their experiences were, were kind of passed down to me, you know, through the lines. And that's just how it was supposed to be. And um, just being able to, for one, like have the mental capacity to say, I'm going to make this decision on my own Mm. and I'm going to give it a try. And to realize that you can't just give one situation a try and like that's what it is for everybody. Because, you know, people, (laughs) I've been done by my own race, you know, just, 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 just as bad as I could be done by any race. That's just the nature of man. You know, but um, the blind spots I feel, you know, that have been set up um, are, are just are just those, you know, just sometimes not knowing uh, things that I've had a chance to understand better. Absolutely. You know, by just giving the opportunity for it to happen. Absolutely. And so I just appreciate your honesty. Even even our families growing up will speak into and influence the level of trust that we have for people that are distant that we don't really know. And so thank you for your vulnerability in that and the courage uh, to step out and to move through those blind spots and build trust, even after being burned at times. I, I, that's, that's a lot of courage. I want to thank you for that. Charlie, what would you add? Yeah, I think, you know, we have this conversation a lot. And even uh, if my wife Jen was here, she'd be able to share her story of how we, when we moved in the neighborhood, she had a fear of, of black men. And, you know, we've not really figured out why that was until Mike asked her a question, which was, well, have you ever had a bad experience with a black man? And her answer was no. Hmm. But through movies and media or just just subtle things, we just form these stories. 
we sort of get this story in our mind that that we're either supposed to trust and or fear um you know a certain type of person and you know we tend to live our lives and um be in relationship with people that walk and talk like we do hmm. right and so hmm. our view does not get broader it gets more narrow hmm. uh, mike could use the idea of like this tunnel vision like we can we can't see uh you know the fullness hmm. uh, of you know anything really because again we have a limited perspective and that's where i think the biases and the blind spots hmm. enter in hmm. and it's only when we start to um have conversations that lead into relationships that we can truly start to identify oh man like where did i get that belief actually from where did i get that that way of seeing things uh, from yeah. and you know and i think the first step is to identify that to have that self-awareness but then are you willing to sort of let go are you willing to allow um what i would say like someone like mike to be my lenses so that i don't have the same biases to be my light so that i can identify my blind spots do you have the uh, vulnerability to allow someone to sort of uh be your guide mm. and to help you to see the world new again wow. and uh and that's that takes trust that takes time this isn't like a conversation that you know you just sat us both down and i liked his calazone and, and so now you know we're we're doing this he likes your shoes yeah, yeah, yeah you know, right. it, it works out yeah it just it takes time it takes time and being willing to get to those places where all of a sudden like oh yeah i like you you like me but when happens when we disagree hmm. what happens when we don't have the same opinion what happens when we don't have the same perspective how do we navigate that conversation and and then that's where you start to see one another because you don't have to agree with one another to accept yeah. one another yeah. or to learn from one yeah. another and so it's that ability to um seek first to understand then to be understood to to want to learn to want to to grow to want to see the image of god in one another and again it's about patience, it's uh. about persistence. But again, I think without that, we are missing the fullness of what God wants to show us, not only about the world, but about ourselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, wow. And you know, that, that, I want to hear it, but that is a so. remarkable challenge for people not only to be self-aware personally, but to really trust other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a beautiful invitation that has two directions that's important to highlight. You know, just being all the way honest, when I first seen Charlie, I didn't know what to think. Yeah. I, I, I didn't I didn't think bad, but I didn't think good. <laughs> I just didn't know. Yeah. And it's because well, distance perpetuates that uh, lack of discernment. I've, and because I've been burnt before. Yeah. yeah you know, I've yeah. been burnt by people who I actually thought had good intentions for me. And I you know, it, it was just their own, you know, it was it was it was just their own thing. Mm. You know, but uh um I just as I start to know him from other people in the neighborhood, because like you say, you know, it, it boils down to, you know, you can have a good reputation, you can have a bad reputation, you know, and sometimes that doesn't even hold up because someone else's opinion of you is just their opinion. Mm. So, I mean, as we got to spending a lot more time, I'd see him every day, you know, almost every day, if not every day, you know, it, it just, it built from there. Mm. So. How about you, Charlie? Yeah, I think that, like, for our relationship, you know, what starts out is, you know, us going and visiting a restaurant, it turns into a real relationship, like a friendship. You know, it's, it's you know, we would go on vacation together. We would, like, you know, he comes to our house. Like, 
we hang out like it's not just about like having hard conversations it's just about hanging out and having a conversation you know oh, it's that's it, a huge know, distinction yeah, yeah that's a huge you know, distinction right. it's not just some project that i'm like oh i need to go learn about <laughs> black people today you know it's like uh it's just like <laughs> for a lot just, of people though yeah. it feels like just a huge conversation and, and, and maybe, a project and maybe it starts maybe maybe it is like you have to shift your mindset or maybe it is like to you have to go in with that intentionality but yeah. ultimately like you know, can you just see him as a friend? Like, mm. it's just like, why Why do we get so fixated on mm. the boxes that we must check, mm. you know? Mm. And uh, I think the, the, the world wants us to a little bit, you yeah, know? Where you're either kind of in or you're out, you know? Even within Christianity, are you saved or you're not? Like, it's like so much like black and white as opposed to realizing we live in a world that's very gray. And just the true like blessing of having just a friend in a conversation, mm. you know? So I think that that's what it is. Like, you know, for us, it's evolved into that, you know, we, we we're just hanging out. We're just being friends. And then you, you then sometimes come up against stuff yeah. and, 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 you know, he helps me learn. I help him learn. He takes care of me in this neighborhood. I take care of him in my neighborhood, like, you know, and when I'm talking about that, I'm not talking about literally. I was going to say, this is your neighborhood, man. <laughs> yeah. And talking about like navigating the black community versus right. navigating right. the white community. Right. And there's rules and ways to both and, right. and both have positives and both have negatives. And, and it's how do you kind of take the good from both and mm. create something even better. Mm. And I think that that's what I think. Um, it's like in marriage, right? You come in together and God sort of, um, takes two and they become one but it's a better one and i think that's like the case in a true friendship as well you sort of make each other better and yeah. it kind of creates something that was you know better than the individual ingredients could be by themselves yeah. absolutely it, uh, and that takes time uh and a lot of trust capital that is then spent when you all are are coming up against difficulties and i am humbled by your commitment to do that with one another in your relationship when did you, me, and you become a we. Uh, what, what, how long did it take for you all to really become a we as friends? Man, it's, it's, I don't know, like, it's kind of difficult to say because, like, it feels like it's, like, it, it just feels like it's always been good, you know, like, or, or, or like, it's, or like, it feel like it's been good, you know, so long, like, you know, as, as far as it has, like, I literally get up and I'm like, I know I'm going to talk to Charlie today, <laughs> you know, or honestly. Sun rises, got to have my coffee. I'm going to talk to Charlie. <laughs> sometimes he's like, sometimes I'll call him in the morning and he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, Mike. It's too early for all that enthusiasm, man. Hold on. Let me catch up, man. Let me catch up. Sometimes he'll catch me in the morning. You know, and yeah. I was like, hey, Charlie, you know, it's, it's almost like. You know, like we're looking forward to each other's conversation, you know, to in in a way kind of set the day, you know. Um, and it's I don't know. It's just it's just I don't I, I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint an exact time when it became what it is now. Like it's just. To me, good. that makes it that makes it more beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. Things become beautiful in their own time. You can't mm -hmm. schedule it, program it. Uh, calculate it, plan for it. it. Things grow beautifully in their time, and that, that's a great way to articulate that. I know it was cool, little sidebar. So uh, Charlie comes to my my family like like this year was our first like of of many years to come. You know, pray to God. 
everything stays the same, um, of us having like a family Christmas dinner. So we had it at the restaurant. So I, I invite Charlie. I, you know, I assumed that he would come. So he comes, and just one of those, one of those, one of those blind spots, bias, whatever you would call it. You know, my family is like, who is the white guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, who is who is the white guy? <laughs> you know, like, cause I had some older family members there, and they like, baby, who is this guy? Is he lost? Is he lost? I'm like, no. You got a homeless man in here? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. I'm like, that's my friend Charlie. Like, yeah. that's my brother. Like, you know, they they like like he, you know, he he good people, baby. I'm like. Ain't he? He wouldn't be here if he That's wasn't. Right. You know, right. like straight up. Like, you know, this is an intimate setting for our family. Like, this means something to us. This is our first Absolutely. one. You know, like, and that made it even more special because they're like, baby, you invited him to the first one? You know, I'm like, yeah, I invited him to the first one. That's powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. those are those are sacred family moments, holiday meals, and to mm-hmm. invite one another into each other's space. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. That's a great picture of we in a relationship. Yeah, I think it is hard to look back and you try to pinpoint things. I think you can pinpoint moments where, you know, during that journey, but it's like, you know, when you go to your grandma's house and she measures you on the wall and <laughs> like, well, when did you grow three inches? Well, I don't know. You just sort of, it just kind of happens. Yeah. Like, but um, I think to, to Mike's point about the, the Christmas, um, it's those moments when I think you walk into a room and you're like, no, he's with me. Mm-hmm. And when I say a room, I think, you, you know, you, catch my drift like yeah, when absolutely. he's when you when you're invited into his his space with his with his family with his community and he's like no 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 he's with me and then when i invite him into my space yeah. and and you know but that's when you, my community and breaking down what that even really means but it's that like no he's with me mm-hmm. and that's when it's like you know now it's no longer you know anything other than a we. And I think you have to, I don't know if you can create those moments as much as God creates them, but it is that moment where you're like, no, we're together. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're a we. Uh Because you're forced to stand together in some moments. Because, you you know, the world will want to divide you. The world will ultimately want to try to turn you against one another. And, you know, those little lies that the devil will tell. And it's like, no, no, no. This is... This isn't us. This is a brother thing. This is a friend thing. This is a we thing, you know? Well, and I appreciate the authenticity of that, but also like the paradigm that you use of moving towards solidarity, right? Mm -hmm. And learning from and with one another. Uh, We're hesitant to do that with other Mm -hmm. people in general, just because we're prideful. Um, What do you say to people who need some encouragement and moving towards relationship and not just learning from, but learning with people over that long term, uh, allowing that process to gradually become a we. Yeah. So yeah, that is a, is the thing that we talk about. You go about, uh, you learn about someone, right? Like you, I can learn about Mike or whoever's watching this is going to learn about Mike that he's the owner of a restaurant or, and they got to you know, try his calories. Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. let's get with the program, but, uh, <laughs> to learning, um, learning kind of from someone, right? Like you can kind of enter into this relationship and you can kind of learn from someone. I think there's, you know, more value in that. And you kind of go from this idea of being a stranger as you kind of come into a student, mm. you know? Um, but ultimately I think true unity, true transformation comes when you learn with someone, 
there's this give and take there's this sort of hey i'm gonna lead here no i'm gonna i'm gonna let you lead there it's mm. this true like like i think picture of jesus of of being able to submit and honor and just you know allow someone to lead and guide and and so that solidarity where you go from not just the the sort of about is okay you got to start somewhere where you're this you know first are your strangers but then to become students where you're learning from one another but ultimately to be able to learn with mm. i mean that's just that just is 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 a beautiful thing that i think if you embrace the journey um but i think it's where true learning really actually happens mm. um where it's not just taught but experienced mm. mm-hmm. and it's that like act of experiencing life together that is truly transformational and, and like to your point using the word it's like sacred mm. so mm-hmm. yeah. and you know so cool too like and like this is a 100 percent fact like there are people in this neighborhood who would see charlie all the time and just didn't know what to think about just didn't know how to approach him kind of hesitant to approach him and then they see me and him in constant like you know talking laughing relationship that I'm introducing him so people just to a certain extent like got comfortable to the point to where they would come and ask me like hey like man is your guy okay (laughs) you know and I'm like yeah man he's just a regular he, he, you know, he's just a regular guy, man. He's super cool, man. I, you know, I go into the extent of our relationship. So now those people have opened up to him and he has his, he has other relationships. Don't you ever leave me. He got other relationships with people who, you know, probably wouldn't even have right. opened up to him. You know, or but is it that what we need? I mean, uh, we need to expand the network to share the trust capital that we build in relationships, uh, where we're learning with other people, so that we can break the artificial boundaries that are imposed upon us, whether it's ethnic, racial, socioeconomic, or other, uh, and really move, uh, close the distance, move towards one another, so that we can restore dignity in God's design. And that's a powerful picture of sharing the capital. Yeah. Thank you for that. And what, what would you say to people uh, who just don't care? And I know you're, you don't have time to bother with them, but there, there's a whole group of folks that um, it's just not a priority for them at all. Um, what would you say to them? Uh, you know, I'm pricking the prophet. I think yeah. that I think at a certain level, like if you catch me on the right day, I'm going to be pretty uh, opinionated. Um, most days you might get me pretty opinionated. But I think that the ultimately, like as you asked that question right now, I think I have a little bit of a sadness for them. Mm. Like in, in, in genuine, like, mm. like, man, like if you're just stuck in that place, like there's a, there's kind of a sadness for me for that. Like, you know, the rich young ruler comes and approaches Jesus. Mm. And he's like, hey, you know, like you have one thing left to do. It's like sell all that you have and and give to the poor and I'm not prescribing that necessarily but what I'm saying is like we hold on to these things we hold on to this these positions that we have and these beliefs that we hold so true and it just prevents us it just limits our ability to truly experience Mm. um, what I would be leave as a kingdom life Mm. and and so you know if there's this hardness of heart and there's just like this I'm just I am who I am or it just is what it is I think that I would I would have a like a sadness, you know, for that um, because there's so much more to be gained um, and experienced as we um, 
lean into others that maybe don't look like us, maybe don't talk like us, maybe don't walk like us. Um, it gives you, I think, a new lease on life and a new step uh, in the journey to take. So That's a beautiful invitation. It reminds me of uh, C.S. Lewis has a book of essays called The Weight of Glory, and, and the essay that is uh, carries the title of the book, Weight of Glory, he uses a paradigm of a child who uh, builds mud pies in a slum when he doesn't understand that a holiday at the beach is offered. And we become content in our circumstances, not knowing that we could build sandcastles on a beautiful beach. And the promises, the fullness of life that, that God has for us and celebrating the diversity of his design uh, is not only a benefit to our society, but a blessing to ourselves personally. And I appreciate your heart in saying that's very, very invitational. I feel like in, in, in this journey of, of, of just um, getting out of the comfort zone that I was always raised in, like I'm enjoying the ride. And it has nothing to do, you know, because most people try to associate, you know, things with, with you know, uh, financial benefits or, or, mm. or, 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 you know, or, or, or you know, like um, um, social wealth, you know, stuff like that. No, man, it's just like I got a friend, mm. you know, I, it's hard for me. I don't have many people who I call friends. Mm. I associate people with their association with me in my life, doing business, whatever it is. I hold that title like with the utmost of respect because I've been through a lot of bad friendships. I've, uh, you know, I, I have very few good ones. So the ones that I do have, I cherish them. Hmm. So I think that's my take on that. It really is an invitation to, to whoever who might hear this or might listen. This is an invitation into, you know, I, I think something um, better that God has for each of us individually. That when we do describe the body, it is made up of many parts, you know, and, and there is this fullness, I think, that only comes um, when we all come together mm. as one, when we embrace diversity and, and to create unity, not just strive for uniformity, where you must walk and talk a certain way. You know, we, we must embrace the, the fact that that God has created us all in his image. And whether this is a uh, black-white issue, a male-female issue, a rich-poor issue, mm. whatever has been created to divide us, um, there is this need for us to come together. Mm. And if, for me personally, if we can't do that in the church, man, like, we got some issues mm. because that's what we preach. Mm. One body, one spirit, one God, and mm. we are just as divided mm. as anything that you would look at in the world. Mm. And and so, you know, when a Christian, if you listen to the way they talk, might sound different, but do they look different in the way that they walk? Mm. And if you're now, walk, you're med now you're meddling, doctor. Yeah, so I'll be careful. But uh, <laughs> but but in that, it's just like, hey, let us let us learn to walk again, uh. to walk together, to take that journey, to 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 take that invitation to. Jesus would say, hey, come and follow me. You know, like, hey, I know that this, there's a lot of unknowns. I know that there's maybe a lot of um, fears that you might have or pride that you're kind of kind of holding you back. But like, hey, like, just trust me. Like, let's go on this journey. I promise you that you will find life. Mm. And so I think that it is in this moment um, that this is far more than just uh, a white guy and a black guy 
figuring out how to talk or to be buddies. You know, there is so much to be gained and learned um, and, and that God has for us in unlikely relationships. And so that, mm-hmm. that we would seek out um, those that we may not normally be friends with because I think that that's where we can find the most friendship probably that we are always looking for anyway, you know. That's a good word. That's a real good word. And I want to thank you all for taking time to answer these questions and to uh, vulnerably share your own journey and invite other people into this journey. And if you're wondering where to take the first step, let me give you uh, a couple of uh, places you can look. First, Tank's Pizza. Uh, Come meet Mike and eat one of his calzones. Or as I've been learning from you all, I was uh, grateful to be able to be a part of an immersion uh, right here through SA Heels in O2. And I want to encourage you to contact Charlie or Jen at SA Heels uh, and discern what that f- next step is for you, just to learn, uh, to learn with and to learn from, uh, to learn together and to walk forward uh, towards better. And so I, I just want to thank you all very, very much for this time. I'm proud of all. Right. Appreciate the opportunity, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely.